All right, everybody, welcome back to the best hour of their day. Fern here. This is a special Saturday episode, and I'm here with Bear Hanlon, who is the owner, co-founder of Born Primitive, and uh, pretty fortunate they are actually about 20 minutes from my gym is where their headquarters is at. So they're doing something really cool, which I want to dive into with Bear and talk about what they're doing and and why that initiative started. Um, But first of all, I know you guys are super busy right now, so thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. Happy to be here. Very cool. So I feel like a turd because... I've it's taken me this long to get into your shop and it's literally like 15 <laughs> minutes from my house. So, All good, man. Uh, no I know my wife's been here so um but uh it's interesting because you guys are uh, an interesting story because I mean I don't I don't think it's a stretch to say that you guys are kind of a household name in the CrossFit community at this point. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to get there. Um, you know, we started about 6 years ago and honestly for the Has first it been 6 years. Yeah, it's crazy. Damn. Um, okay. First couple of years was literally us going to every CrossFit the event on every weekend we could find and literally card table and t-shirts and yeah you know everything could fit in in my jeep and you know it was every weekend just hustling um and i was competing at the time too so i i, nice. I would go in and compete and come yep. out and be selling t-shirts in between that's um, awesome. i did that at two regionals too which is pretty funny that's the hustle uh, man <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's been a wild ride man but you know obviously we, we still got a long way to go but I do feel we, we've earned some credibility in the space, and it's been a lot of fun um, along the way. Well, I've, I don't think the initiative that we're going to talk about is, is going to hurt that credibility either. Um, but, yeah, so, like, how long were you guys – so we're in a pretty – this is a decent-sized warehouse, but how long were you guys in the garage? Uh, <laughs> I would say we were in the garage the, for the first uh, three and a half years, <sighs> and then the last six months of that took over the entire house. Um, literally boxes stacked six high every guest room and it just got absolutely absurd. So at some point you're like, we were like, all right, I, I, I think it's time to grow up and, uh, sign a lease. So we signed a lease for a facility here and then we outgrew it within a year and had to, had to double the size. Um, Was it in the same building? You yeah. Took same the adjacent? building. We just, yeah, we just punched cool. over one more unit. We did that at our affiliate about three years ago. So yeah, that's, that's convenient when you don't have to pick up everything and move. Exactly. But yeah, I can't even imagine... Because, I mean, even when you guys are in the garage, I mean, everybody was wearing your stuff. And I can't imagine anybody. So my background is logistics. So I'm thinking about all the shipping and receiving and and all the inventory management. And that's just a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it was. (laughs) I mean, you'd have boxes stacked literally six high. And then you'd realize, like, you need to grab, like, an extra small sports (laughs) bra. And, of course, it's at the bottom (laughs) box, you know, in the bottom corner. And you're like, damn it. (laughs) So you're like, well, we got to rearrange the house. Yeah, exactly. So there was a lot of that. But, you know, I think that's that's part of it. You know, you got to earn your keep and, and you got to, you got to do it, um, the old fashioned way, at least in the beginning. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of other brands that have started with huge capital investments and they were, you know, really fancy right off the bat. Um, that's definitely not our story. You know, we self-funded it and, um, kind of, uh, you know, just grind it away little by little. How, so, yeah, I mean, that's always, a, that's always a very intriguing story. So I think anybody who's ever started or owned a business appreciates that, that bootstrap kind of mentality and so how does somebody want to get into so anybody who does apparel knows that it's kind of a mess on the back end if you've ever been anywhere involved in that industry how did you guys get into that you're just like hey i think we should do an an apparel line yeah so it's it's pretty funny actually so i was competing at crossfit i was able to get out to the games one year i was at a a gym that was really competitive and i fell into it i got really lucky had never done crossfit um, but loved it right away so we were lifting heavy a lot, and when I was doing snatch, I, I was drilling my pubic bone, uh, like when I would go yep. heavy. Um, so I did some research and realized it's pretty common, fairly mm-hmm. common in Olympic lifting. So I took an old football girdle, cut out my my quad pads, and had my neighbor, who's a seamstress, stitch it into an old pair of Nike compression shorts. Yeah. Um, 
and put it above, like, you know, where the pubic bone is. Yep. And started wearing them just for my own, um, you know, training because it was I was getting bruised up and it was I, I I would have to take days off from not lifting heavy. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, everyone in the gym was like, "Hey, you should, you should sell those. You should make them." And it was kind of just a joke at first, and then so I was like, "You know what?" So I made a couple hundred pairs. You know, went through the supply chain, you know, that whole process yep. and figured it out. And that was actually our first product. They're called the Snatch Shorts. Really? Um, yeah. So we, uh, and it was kind of wild. We were getting people from internationally buying them. We weren't really marketing it. Um, it was just kind of marketing itself. So we were kind of like, huh, like this is kind of neat. Yeah. But still kind of a hobby. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, really wasn't serious. And then after about six months into that, we realized, okay, this is cool. But long term, it would be a lot cool, cooler to build a brand. Yeah. And the, at the time, the company's name was Snatch Shorts LLC. And I was like, okay, no one's going to buy something that's like, that's a product name. That's not a brand name. Yeah. So we, we did an all stop and reset and then incorporated Born Primitive LLC. And then Snatch Shorts was just one of our products. But then we got more into like building a brand, like, you know, then T-shirts and things like that. Um, and then eventually we got into women's stuff, which really, uh, you know, was a turning point for us. Um, and, yeah, obviously you, you probably see us now. We have, yeah. you know, we're probably like 75% females. I was going to say, I I, th- I thought your first product was, at least when I noticed the brand, was when the bras hit yeah, the market and yep. you guys kind of cornered that for like a hot minute and then i saw a lot of, there was a lot of people who tried to basically follow the suit on that so yeah that was that was two years in i think that was at the 2016 games sounds about um, right we, we took a, a a crazy idea and said let's go to the games you know we had a little 10 by 10 i think just, you know it was two of us there like yeah. it was you know we're still figuring it out but that was when we launched our first sports brawl and and kind of for us the rest is history um but uh yeah a, a lot to get to that point um, but That's yeah, the snatch nuts. shorts, that was it. That was our first product. I didn't we not still know sell that. them, believe it or not. Um, you know, it's, they market themselves. It's a very niche audience, Yeah. but, uh, you know, people that do Olympic weightlifting that, that, that drill their, their pubic bone there. Yeah. Uh, it's a game, it's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, I do know, like, I mean, it is what it is. A lot of people do it, but there's some Olympic lifting coaches out there who are cringing. They're just like, fix your technique. Exactly. Fix your te- and I get that, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. some of us, you know, Listen, we got long limbs, torso lengths. I'm like, not hating on anybody. It is, I'm not hating on anybody. It just is what it is. Yeah. I, I know John North was big on that. Um, yeah. But no, that's really cool. And then, so six years, you guys have been in here and I mean, this has been, so like, I mean, it's okay to talk about it, but like you're, so you're still active duty and kind of doing this on the side as well. I like, so, and I, and I can empathize with that because I left active duty in 2015, so that was probably five years into our affiliate. I was doing the same thing. I was traveling for seminars and, you know, still working. My wife is still active duty, stuff like that. So that's that's not a small commitment on the side. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's definitely presented a lot of challenges. You know, I, I'm, I'm active duty first. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's the number one priority. Yep. Um, I don't want to say this is a side gig because it by, by no means is, but, um, you know, time management – extremely important yeah typically i get up early and do bp in the morning Mm -hmm. um before work and then i go to what i call work yeah uh, the military job and then at night um you know i get a quick pump in and then i'm right back on it um you know doing bp till usually 11 12 o'clock at night and that's just my normal rhythm now like i know nothing different so it's really not a big deal to me yeah um you know my parents and my friends think i'm crazy but you know right now i can i can manage it so i'm gonna i'm gonna run it into the ground hard until yeah. I, you know, I run out of gas and Listen, then burn, and it, ha- burn it until you, yeah, as long as you can. Exactly. So, um, you know, the, obviously it creates a little bit more stress at times if I have a bad day at work and then I come in and we have a, you know, supply chain issue or, you know, in a compounds, so yeah. I got to kind of, 
you know, uh, reel that in and, you know, it can be a little oh, taxing at times. Yeah, but, I get it. You have to do some um, uh, some self-evaluation in case you be like, hey, am I losing my yeah, shit right now exactly. or what's going on? Um, but uh, it's all good, man. So far, uh, it's, it's manageable. It's, you know, it's just a, a lot, but it, it's it's been pretty fulfilling. That's awesome. Where how did, was Born Primitive the first name you guys picked or what did that look like? So that's it, a catchy brand. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. it's done really well for you guys. So, so was, I'm I, like I told you, it was Snatch Shorts and then we're like, okay, we need a brand name. And, and I wanted to tap into the idea that like, you know, our ancestors thousands of years ago, like they were way more savage than we were, right? Yeah. Like they were like hunting for their food and like, you know what I mean? Fighting to survive. And I was like, that instinct is still in the, in us somewhere, but yeah. we've been domesticated so much and we have all these modern comforts. Like it, I think it's kind of like silenced a little yeah. bit, but like, you know, I feel like when we all hit a workout or, you know, you, you, you tap back into that innate yeah. instinct that you have. And I wanted to come up with a brand name that like kind of spoke to that. So we, we throw a bunch of we threw a bunch of names around and finally we landed on born primitive because like I think when you're born like when you come out of the womb you haven't been domesticated yet so you, yeah. you have it at that moment you have it and then you know as you get coddled as a as a child and brought up you know you kind of lose that. But well, that's then, interesting yeah. because the uh, I, I I really dig it. That's interesting because that's actually part of like in the level one course we talk about that like just functional movements in general like they're natural and some somewhere along the way we mess it up. Because as far as movement patterns in general, um, no, that's really cool. I did want to I did want to bring this up. So I was looking at uh, some um, some marketing material that you guys have, and it has the line and the gazelle in there. Yeah, which is most people don't know this, but like that story is a staple and and was a staple in my household growing up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was a big thing that like my dad was big on and taught. And he was just like, listen, he's like, get up, get to work. And if you haven't heard that, like, go listen to it or just go read it. It's super short. It's, like, you know, four sentences. But uh, I really thought that was cool. And, like, every time I see that, I'm like, that's good shit. Yeah, and that that pers- that, that summarizes the mindset, like, yeah. perfectly. You know what I mean? That 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 The fable of the lining and the yeah. gazelle, and that's kind of what we're trying to tap into. That's awesome. Yeah. They're very cool. Uh, well, I want to switch gears here. I want to talk about what you guys are doing, right? So this, this initiative and particularly – so – Obviously, and we were chatting before we hit record about, you know, most of the brands in the CrossFit space are born out of CrossFit. Like, they would not exist. And I, and it's really cool to see, you know, people like you and brands like you who recognize that and are like, hey, this is our opportunity to, to give back in that scenario. So, tell me a little bit about what you guys got going on and how you guys are trying to help. Yeah. So, obviously, you know, these are unprecedented times. I, I know the gym owners are, are struggling right now. I mean, obviously, they had to shut down their doors. I know some people are canceling memberships, which if you're listening and you're one of those people, if, if you can financially uh, support it, please stick with your gyms. Um, and, you know, that's the most important thing, I think, right now, if, if you can. Um, but, you know, as soon as this started to spin up, you know, the wheels were turning in my head. Okay, what can we do to give back? You know, we have built this platform and we now have the privilege to be able to do that. And like you said, like most of the brands that are in CrossFit, and we're obviously not just a CrossFit brand, but that is where we are born. That's mm-hmm. where our roots are. Like we would not exist if it weren't for the growth of CrossFit. And we came in six years ago when it's still fairly early, and we've grown with the brand. And we've been in it the whole time. You know, going to the games, going to Wadapalooza, going to everything. Every year, it's part of you know what we're doing. Um, and the gym owner and the, and the members are the foundation of all that. You know, if, if they didn't exist, if we didn't have the gym owners, that none of this would exist. And mm-hmm. I think there's at this point, probably over a hundred brands right now that, you know, I could look at and, and tell them that with this, with a straight face, like that's, that's just that's easily, the, that's the truth easily. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. you can't even debate that. Yeah. Like you would not, I mean like at rogues, one of them. Yeah. 
100%. I mean, the biggest brand in CrossFit like would yeah. not exist without CrossFit. 100%. 100%. And obviously, um, there's more to success um, with a company than just like falling in the right place, right time. But um, you, you definitely cannot deny the fact that if it weren't for the growth of the brand and, and the, the gym owners that, that, that came up with it, like it, it, there's no way we would be where we are today. So with that, I was just wrestling around. You know, it was keeping me up, and I was wrestling around with, okay, what can we do to give back? However, you know, we were getting hit financially too because overnight – everyone stopped shopping. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and obviously we're, um, you did know, you do, so you guys felt that too? Because, oh yeah. Cause largely you guys are on, like you don't have yeah. a, you don't have a brick and mortar outside of this anywhere. Not you? really. We I have some retailers so. that sell our stuff, yeah. but yeah, we are direct to consumer. Okay. Um, but literally overnight that one Monday where the, the market went down yep. 9%, mm-hmm. it was like crickets. Um, and it was like, and then it was really alarming. So while, you know, um, you know, I'd love to be able to just open up our checkbook and like, yeah, do that. Like it's, it, it, it needs to be done differently because yeah. we, we obviously couldn't financially do that either yeah. because we were hurting as well. So, um, we started initially with doing just 10% of sales back to the meals on wheels. Uh, they had okay. a COVID-19 response fund, yep. which is really cool. It's going to old people there delivering uh, meals. And we thought that was pretty neat. So yeah. just to get us moving, I said, let's, let's at least give back, you know, 10% of sales while we're thinking of like an affiliate concept. Um, and then Dave from O2, uh, you know, the owner, he reached out to me via text over the weekend and, and he said, Hey, this is something we had in mind. We we're going to do 50% of our profits. And I thought it was a great idea. Um, so we, we got on the phone, we talked it through, and then we had a pretty grand idea of, okay, let's try to get a bunch of brands involved. Um, let's make it, we we're calling it the community coalition, which yeah. hopefully you guys will see more about in the coming weeks. Um, but basically getting all those brands that we mentioned yeah. to, to all get on board and with one mission of giving back to the, to the, to the CrossFit gym owners who have you know, supported us the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sorry, we got an F-18 flying it's over. America, there. everybody. Yeah, that's, that's what right. freedom sounds like. Quick pause here. <laughs> um, but, you know, we wanted to move quick, so we sent out a bunch of feelers. We did get some replies, but, you know, it, it wasn't quite the buy-in we wanted. So mm-hmm. uh, him and I got together, and they had actually already gone live with their 50% off. Okay. So they're doing 50% off of their, of their drinks. Got in it. addition to that, they're doing 50% of profits from that goes Got back it. to the gym, um, which is just awesome. Um, and so ours is a little bit different. Ours gets free shipping from mm-hmm. our site, but then 50% of the profits goes back to the gym owner. Got it. Uh, and every gym gets their own promo code, which is really cool. Um, they can go to our landing page on our website, and yep. they can type in their gym name. And if that code's been generated, which it should be, it'll it'll pop up, and then they can put that out to all their members. One of my members did it before I even, like, found out it yeah, was a thing. Yeah, he, like, yeah. sent me the code. He's like, <laughs> I submitted you guys. Here's your thing. I was yeah. like, holy shit, this is going on. So Pretty neat. So yeah, it was really cool. With the help of Dave, we uh, – they they actually pre-generated like over 7,000 promo codes based on all the CrossFit gyms all across the country. Um, so they're pre-generated. So all we have to do is like a control F and find your code and then it, it pops up. Nice. Um, so pretty, pretty cool. And now we have the search function on the site. So we yep. don't even have to email us anymore. They can actually look to get their own. And if for some reason they're not on the list, they can just email us um, and fill out the form and we get it back to them within, you know, an hour or two. Yeah. Um, and it's not just CrossFit gyms. You know, we obviously, you know, we have a background in fitness too. You know, I was a football player, yep. conventional weightlifting and bench deadlift and squat like that's my game too so we also want to support any local gym it's, yeah. it doesn't have to be just a crossfit thing and it's been cool to see that as well we've had a lot of those people reach out to us that are local gym owners that uh, are unaffiliated that uh have been all about this as well that's awesome yeah so just so this is gonna drop on a saturday and there's a time there's a time frame so give me give everybody like the here's the logistics and the time frame yeah and, and what you can do yeah a great question so it's live right now so if you're listening on this on saturday you're good to go um if you go to bornprimitive.com all the details are there 
Um, as mentioned, O2 is also participating, so the code will work on both sites. Oh, it's so, the same code. Yeah, same exact code. Got it. So if you've gotten their code already uh, from them, you can use it on VP and vice versa. If you hit us up and we get you a, spe a special code, that is instantly will work on O2. Got so it. So the, the, the systems are synced, which is really neat. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it, it's that simple. Uh, we recommend putting it out to your members. Um, put it on the Facebook page, Instagram page. We're also even building some creative products that we're going to be giving to gyms that they want to post it. Um, That's cool. To uh, just kind of um, – like help. marketing, type. yeah, marketing yeah, materials yeah, that, yeah. that kind of summarizes it and has yep. some cool branding, and they can insert their their uh, their gym's promo code in yep. like the blank, and then they can put it out. That's um, cool, so pretty neat. But yeah, from 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 Saturday when people are listening or or onward, it's going to end April fifth, which I think is a Sunday. I think it's the following Sunday. Yeah, yeah, following yeah. So you have about Sunday. a week from so when this drops. The total yeah. promotions running ten days, which is uh, it's aggressive. Yeah, uh, I was wrestling with like, do we do like a Fast and Furious, like three days, but then yeah. I wanted to make sure we gave everyone enough time to hear about it. And the last thing I want to do is have someone reach out to us on like 10 p.m. on the third day and say like, hey, you have Lost. two hours to yeah. shop, you know, like, um, so we said, screw it. Let's make it long and, and, and we'll see how it goes. This is yeah. pretty unprecedented. Yeah. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I'm hoping I don't regret it. You know what I mean? It, you know, so I, I think that's worth noting because I'm sure there's some turd out there who doesn't know anything about business or who is just grumpy because they still live in their grandma's basement or something like that but th somebody out there is going to be like oh, this is a money grab by this company to to do sales and i think it's worth worth addressing that like if you know anything about business without even asking you anything about your numbers that that's significant yeah oh it's yeah. a significant commitment to affiliates yeah 100 percent. and and you know i I'm, I'm not gonna lie like i like i said earlier like this has made us this has affect us really negatively as well so like, yes, there's a promotional aspect to this, but it is rooted in the end goal of giving back to the affiliates, right? Um, you know, like we don't have the big marketing dollars like a Reebok does and be able mm -hmm. to pump out millions. Like, you know, we're, we're a small family-owned brand still. Um, you know, we have 16 employees. Um, you know, we're doing really well, but that, that doesn't mean we can just start shelling out cash. Yeah. So there is absolutely a marketing aspect to this, but done in a way that's, like, organic to our space and, and what I hope will build credibility with affiliate owners with us because it's a genuine act that we're trying to help them out. I mean, I hope at the end of this, we're cutting out all, like big checks to these businesses and, and that's creating a, a long lasting relationship and then like hitting us up and being like, hey, thank you, because this is huge for us. Um, the, just bridging that gap from now until like whenever that, that they're able to go back to work. Um, and, and, and honestly, I'm also hoping there's like a, a copycat effect here too, where other brands are like, oh damn, that's a bold move. Like we got to do something too, because Born Primitive is doing it. And, and it kind of gets everyone, even if we're competitors, that's totally fine. The end of the day, I'd love to have thirty brands doing this. Yeah. Um. And then, at, you know, after April fifth or whenever their duration is, like, affiliates are just getting checks from all these different brands that you know, uh, have have been supported by these owners all along the way. I, that it just, makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense, and it's something I I was just kind of just thinking about this more. So I got that email from one of my members yesterday, and then I got a bunch of other ones. So like Rockfit's doing something, you guys are doing something, uh, O2's doing some stuff. And then there's a couple other ones that I saw on there too. And, I, and then obviously Matt O'Keefe was on the podcast yesterday and, uh, and you were on that call with him the other yeah. day and they're doing some really cool stuff. And I think it's, to me, it's one, it's, it's an interesting dynamic because a lot of people crap or poo poo on CrossFit because it's not this franchise model where you get all of this support. But the reality is if it was all of these other brands wouldn't be able to kind of swoop in here and help and do that. And it's, 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 really refreshing to see that and, and it kind of gives like you know i own an affiliate like and and you know we're have done well over the years but it still scares the shit out of you like you still look at it and you're like 30 days 
Like that's that's literally like you said unprecedented. I've never not been open for more than like 48 hours. So it's freaking out thinking about cancellations, but then you see all these bigger brands that are coming in they'll be like, "Hey, listen, we're going to do what we can to help you." And you know, when we were texting yesterday, you you kind of asked me like, "Hey, what do you think?" And I'm like, "I think it's great. I think anybody that's doing anything to support the affiliates at this point like deserves a pat on the back, which is why I had texted you immediately when I found that out." So I I think it's I think it's awesome and I think it will be a copycat or this kind of like slow rolling snowball effect because as we kind of started with this podcast, none of these businesses would be around without the affiliates. Exactly. So it's kind of like what's good for the goose is good for the gander type thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I got to give a plug to Matt O'Keefe at Loud and Live. Um, they are planning something big and I was it was super cool. I was on a call, a big Zoom call. Everyone's using Zoom right now, right? Dude, Zoom's, <laughs> Zoom's I should have invested right in yeah, Zoom exactly, a couple of weeks right. ago. Damn. <laughs> um, but there was like 350 plus people on that call and it was literally i was looking down like the participants list is key players from all over the industry really neat um and loud and live i think is spearheading this effort and i think there's gonna be more to follow in a, in a week or two but but that that was incredible to see um and just seeing everyone being all in and the same goal competitors alike like it didn't matter so i don't want to downplay that other brands are yeah. getting involved um because it, it is absolutely happening and, it, and it's super neat to see and the advantage of CrossFit is it's such a connected community that it can be reached quickly, yeah. right? Um, it does not take long for that to kind of ex- like exactly, you know, um, like I, like I was just so how fast it happened. So I got a code from one of my members that they had generated. So then I generated an email and sent like a couple different things in there and immediately got a response back from one of our members. She's like, I've been waiting all day for you to send this email, and I was like, Oh <laughs> shit, I'm behind, you know? Hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, hundred percent, I agree with you. Um, but the um. How, so what's your relationship with O2? Like, how do you know those guys? So I, we just we met them at events, you know, over the years. You know, we're, we're all going to all the same events. And, you know, when you're vendors, you, you know, making friends, yeah. you do trades, you know, trade yep. apparel for drinks and, yep. you know, that sort of thing. So I don't know how long ago it was, but, you know, I met Dave and, and his crew uh, maybe a couple years ago. Um, you know, but they're in Ohio. We were based in Indiana, so Midwest people. Good, great people over there, um, and we've just stayed in touch ever since. So That's really cool. When, when they started this, he he texted me, and, and I, I thought it was a brilliant idea. Um, and that kind of made that light bulb go off finally. Mm-hmm. Like, I was searching for what that answer was, and that was like, that's it. I'm all in, man. And, and then we talked over the weekend, and um, we were planning it all out all weekend long. So it was pr- pretty neat. That's awesome. Yeah. And then were you guys one of the title sponsors for Wadapalooza? Yeah, yeah. So we were the title apparel sponsor. That's what I thought. Um, okay. So for the past two years, and we'll do it again next year. And um, so yeah, we we get tasked with making all their uh, all the crazy official merchandise, yeah. and and we had a lot of fun with it because their branding is so neat and, and yeah and, and cool. Um, you know, with the Miami vibe going on. Well, I so. feel like that's a good good marriage for you guys. Oh yeah, for, and the apparel that you guys make. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's been a blast. I mean, that was a. That was me throwing a Hail Mary a couple of years ago. I ran into O'Keefe at, at a Tough Mudder, yeah. and, and we're friends. We, yeah. Matt started his brand the same time I did, you know, uh, Red Line. Uh, Red Line, yeah. yeah. And, it, and we became friends because we were buddy. We were we had our 10 by 10 booths right next to each other at the yeah. Central Regional. That's when I was competing, and then I'd run back to the booth in nice. between heats. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'd be all sweaty and chalky and stinky and trying to sell, you know, clothes. And Matt was right next to me. So we, we, we met. Um, our brands had started, like, literally within months of each other, and we've been buddies ever since. So... Uh, he's obviously uh, done well for himself and is an incredible influencer in the community. So uh, when he got into the Wadapalooza game, um, we ran into each other and said, hey, man, I know this is a wild idea, but what do you think about us you know, being in the mix for Wadapalooza? And at the time for us, that was a massive investment. Um, still is. But I like, can't even imagine. For me yeah, as a yeah. business owner, that was like, all right, this is like <laughs> – this, this is all is, in. This is literally hero or zero moment <laughs> yeah. um, as an owner and CEO. 
Um, but I was like, you know, this is a, a, an incredible event. If you want to gain credibility in the space, you got to take chances like that and you got to be entrenched in what's going on. And, yeah. and nothing, in, you know, embodies that more than Wadapalooza. If, That's I, really I don't know if you've cool. ever been down there, but it, it's, it's I it's have wild. not. I, I was going to go this year. We had a little mix up with uh, schedules and stuff like that. I ended up not going, but I think we're going to go down there next year and just podcast for like three or four days. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, it, yep. that, that final heat down there, when you, when you, literally the stands are at capacity. And the final heat is is a, is a games heat. If you go to the games and yeah. it's the final ten girls, ten guys, whatever, that's that's what it is at Wadapalooza. Yeah. So it, it's wild, man. That's awesome. Yeah. The um, there was something else I was going to ask you. I forgot what it was. Oh, it was about. Oh, it was on the business aspect. So obviously, you guys have you know by whatever metric you want to go by have have been able to scale to some degree successfully, right? Yeah. So that's something that a lot of gym owners struggle with. Myself as well, admittedly. And I always think, so a lot of our listenership is either coaches or affiliate owners. So clearly you guys didn't get to this point without kind of having some missteps along the way. Are there any that like big ticket kind of like lessons learned that you could give to affiliate owners to be like, this is, you know, here's something from what we went through that'll, that'll kind of help you guys out. Um, I don't think any huge mistakes that would relate to affiliate owners. You know, if there was another apparel company, I could probably speak to them more yeah. directly, like very specific apparel-related stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I think as business owners, you can't forget to win the small battles, right? And that, I mean that with just basic human interactions. Like when I'm at a, an event and I'm working the booth, like, you know, I've been doing this six years. I'm still just that one-on-one interaction I have with a customer. They might not know I'm the owner. Like mm-hmm. it's so important because that multiplied over six years builds a loyal customer base. Same thing with our customer service emails. Like I always tell the girls, hey, every single interaction you have with a customer, that might be their first ever interaction and maybe only interaction with Born mm-hmm. Primitive and they have to leave with a positive interaction. Um, and as a gym owner, I, I would assume that would be very hugely much the same, the same yeah. right? You, know, you get a, 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 especially someone who hasn't done CrossFit, they come in, they're kind of skeptical, they see a bunch of shirtless dudes and girls in sports bras slamming barbells. Scared. You know what I mean? And, and connecting with them on a personal level and, and making them feel a part of what's going on and um, you know, I think, I think people forget, like, you got to get back to the basics of, of just winning customers the old fashioned way. It's being nice, um, man. It's just like, you know, we go to a restaurant, let's say the manager comes around, touches your table and says, Hey, how was everything today? And you're like, wow, that was, you know, for me, that always means a lot. Yeah. Even I always I, appreciate I didn't it. Need it. And, and it's kind of like taking that mentality and no matter how big we get, I'm always going to have that. I'm never going to be too good to go work an event and like put up the help put up the booth and yeah. you know, with our power drill. You know, all these other companies got people coming in and they're paying crews. I'm like, no, we're never going to be too good to do our own do our own booth. I feel so. You've you've obviously been to the games and I've I've worked the games for the past six years as a judge, I think. And one of the most incredible things every year that I watch at the games has literally nothing to do with the athletes. Watching Bill and Katie Henniger walk Hell around, yeah. uh-huh. I've heard this. and work yeah. there. Like it is not weird to find one of them with a drill mm-hmm. or a wrench in their hand or hauling equipment. And this is the biggest brand in CrossFit. And I think, I think everybody should take that approach. Like you, sh- if, as a gym owner, you should never be too busy to clean the floor or stop and help somebody. And the same thing, I'm sure. You, it sounds like you take the same approach, which is like, listen. Yeah, I'm the owner, I'm the CEO, but that doesn't mean I can't get my hands dirty and help out here. Like 100%. I think that's a big deal. Yeah, I think it just it comes down to just not forgetting your roots. You know what I mean? And and that's awesome. That that, that story is is a great one that you reference. And I would say the second thing, you know, with any organization is is culture, right? Um, you're building a team brick by brick, mm-hmm. and you need to break sure, especially as you're small. Um, 
one person could affect that culture pretty drastically. If you got 500 employees, you bring in one bad egg, okay, you're probably going to be okay. But when yeah. we got 15, you know, every person I bring in, I want to make sure they align with the culture and they're going to continue to kind of build that unique workplace. And I know that that would be especially important at a gym as well with your coaching staff. Um, and we try to kind of have that culture embodied in where we, you know, people can't see right now, but we're in the our, our little private gym here and we got – yeah, this is we this got, is legit. So a, they have a warehouse on one side and the other side. It's basically, you know, it's, I mean, it's a CrossFit gym. It's yeah. about the same. It's about the size. This is this is actually, was this about three thousand square feet? Like just this side. Oh uh, right yeah, this is yeah about three thousand. Yeah, so this is a, the exact size of our first gym that yeah. I was in. So you know, I made the decision. Let's let's outfit half this place when a brand new gym because I want them to be able to come work out, and that's a part of the culture of our brand. Um, and then with the walls, you see, you know, there's for people who can't see, there's a there's a there's a mural of D-Day yep. guys coming out of the landing craft with some some pretty wild uh, quotes. And then we have a big 9/11 wall mural. It says "Never forget, never forgive." 9/11/01. You know, for some people that probably seems pretty intense. I was um, I was going to ask you about that. You you guys did get a little flack for that. We did. A while yeah, back, which yeah, is I, was I didn't really surprised. understand it, but so, so we did a 9/11 hero workout here. Yeah. Um, and a bunch of my guys from work came and we did it, and you know, guys rocked their body armor, and you know, it's it's meant to remember, but you know, also like, um, for us that are in that line of work, let us like remember why we're doing it. Yeah. A lot of us, you know, I was in eighth grade when that happened. Like, yeah. If you talk to a lot of dudes that are in now when they were my age, like that's the reason we ended up joining. Joining, the yeah. Um, so for some people that don't live in that world, it might seem a little weird. Like, why do they have a big mural of nine 11? And like, that's a little intense. It definitely is intense, but it's kind of by design because those guys actually come in here and work out. Yeah. And I want people to know, like a little bit of a, a reminder, you maybe that, that day you walk in where you're not quite as motivated, you give it a glance and you're like, all right, check, I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah. No, I don't, I didn't really have a problem with that. I was just like, people are just being butthurt, but yeah. you know, it is one of those things where you look at it and be like, Hey, I think every once in a while you do need a reminder of something yeah. like something that kind of really sticks out that just says, Hey, Hey, my day's not that bad yeah. or shit could always be worse 100%. or we're going to suck it up and get it done. Like whatever it is. So I think, I think everybody should have like something that they have, like whether it's a, uh, something you have on your desk. Like I, I've got stuff around that, around my office, stuff like that. That's just be like, just basically like, don't be a bitch. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, yep. stuff like that. So yeah, absolutely. as far as, um, culture and stuff like that, was that always, so we want, we're not going to deep dive in it, but like, is that something you learned and acquired? Yeah, Sometimes I, people pick it up from, from I athletics. would say, you know, I played football in college, so okay. that was, you know, it, it definitely that mindset's important there, like in the locker room, and obviously it carries out on the field. And then I actually worked for Red Bull for four years um, out of college okay. before I joined the military. What'd you do for them? Uh, I did marketing for them. Mm, um, this all makes sense. Yeah, now. yeah. There you so go. that okay. was a really cool brand to work for. And yeah. they were big on culture. You know, yeah. If you, if you went out to their headquarters in, in Santa Monica, like you'd walk in there, they had like a giant skate ramp going down the center. They had Formula One cars and dirt bikes and. Um, you know, just really cool. It was just a really cool vibe. Yeah. Um, and they were big on, on that, you know, the culture being a big, you know, I think it, it leads to more productivity and people feel like they're a yeah. part of something cool and you retain your employees cause they, they feel like they're a part of they're it. Happy. Um, so I kind of got a good exposure from, from building that culture from like a business owner standpoint from that. Um, and then, you know, obviously we, we built this, you know, it's just a few of us for the first few years. Yeah. Um, but in the last couple of years, you know, we've hired like 12, 13 employees and then That's a bunch awesome. of people that are part-time too. Um, and every person that comes to the door, we want to make sure um, that that's, you know, they feel a part of that. That's and really It doesn't cool. mean we all have to be the same. It doesn't mean everyone has to come in here and slam barbells after work every day. But, you know, it's not a bad thing if they do. <laughs> well, I, I ask because CrossFit's very similar, and I, don't, and I don't know if that has anything to do with, you know, because obviously Dave Castro was in the teams, and then 
he was a very pivotal piece of, of building what is now kind of the seminar staff. And having spent a lot of time in the military and in that community myself uh, doing support for those guys, there's a lot of similarities with like the filtering process and how people evaluate, you know, their peers and stuff like that. And it's, it's pretty aggressive as far as like the expectation for performance. And, um, I've always found that like when you, that I find that to be very unique. And then when you leave that, that culture or you try to implement it elsewhere, it doesn't always go so well. Yeah. You know, I've had people ask me, they're like, I don't know how people work here and not because I'm a dick, but because the, it's the standard. Like I'm not changing it. Hundred percent. You know I, I, I mean? think a lot of guys. It sounds like, and I'm, I'm, you know, not out yet. But when guys get out and they run businesses, the, their biggest, you know, point of frustration is going from that world where there are very clear expectations, and uh, you know, people typically uh, adhere to that. And then you get into the civilian world, and you're like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> who are these people? And like, why can't I just? remediate them or you know what I mean like this it's a different world <laughs> I had a buddy um, who's over at, I had a buddy who's a good buddy of mine who's over at damn neck and he was like he's doing some stuff uh when he got out and he was just like dude how do you get people to just do their job and <laughs> exactly. I was like well my friend yeah. uh you lived in uh basically what is la la land for the past yeah. like 15 100%. years where everybody is a a performer alpha yeah and that unfortunately is not the norm yeah no <laughs> Hundred percent. Um, that's really really cool. What I also wanted to ask you guys because it, you've got you've obviously done a good job here as far as like breeding culture, and it's clear that you take very seriously that your brand is about something. So, what is it that Born Primitive is about, or what is it that you want in 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 your vision as far as like what separates you from other brands, right? So, because like. Big thing in, in apparel, like I don't think it's and and gyms in general is like brand loyalty. She's like people buy Nike or whatever or Reebok because they're loyal to that brand yes. for whatever reason. So what is it about Born Primitive that you hope people kind of take away from? You know, I, th- I think there's probably three parts of it um, from a brand standpoint. Number one would kind of be the patriotic angle. Um, you know, that's a big part of who we are mm-hmm. and giving back to the, the military and first responder communities, and then obviously the, the spouses and the families that are associated with that. Um, that's our roots, um, and we live it every day. I think the second aspect would be what we got into earlier about kind of that primitive mindset mm-hmm. and just getting after it. You know, I think our, our society has gotten pretty entitled, and people like to make excuses and reasons why they didn't, you know, achieve this and that. And uh, that, that, that amps me up um, because I think at the end of the day, uh, you, you, when you're making excuses, you could have just been shutting your mouth and just getting after it and, and – Moving towards that goal, whatever that is. And yeah. it doesn't have to be something gym-related. That, that same mindset applies for life, right? Yeah. So we try to kind of imp- embrace that mentality of, like, no excuses, um, you know, that relentless pursuit of your dreams, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the physical side, you know, that should carry over to the gym. You know, we embrace an active lifestyle, and, and we encourage others to do as well. But um, I think it can transcend just your, the, the mindset in the gym. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of through our, our, our marketing materials and the athletes we align with and some of the, you know, the content we put out, I, I hope that we portray that. Um, and then the last side of it, which, you know, you can't forget that, is just trying to make good product. Um, you want your customers to be happy with what yeah. they're buying, and you want them to come back not only because they like what you stand for, but, hey, this is really good shit. Yeah. Um, and I think if, if you can com- accomplish both of those, then you have a recipe for success. Yeah. Because then you, your, your customer retention goes way up, and you can actually start building something special. That's really cool. What is um what is the toughest part about running an apparel company? 
Uh, I mean, I think right now for us, like our biggest challenge is, is inventory because we, we ha- so we have over, <laughs> this is crazy, like 1,100 products right now that we offer. So 1,100 individual SKUs? Yes. No, well, if you do SKUs, it'd be like 6,000 because technically a SKU is an ex- a specific size. Size, yeah, yeah, yeah that's But right, yeah, yeah, 11 styles of product, 1,100 styles of products. And, you know, for us, we like to, you know, uh, keep the, the customers excited. So we do collection launches typically every quarter. So mm-hmm. spring, summer, fall, winter, and then there'll be some other random ones that come throughout the year. Um, and with that, it's probably 70, 80 new styles that happen every time. Um, and we've gotten to the point where we felt obligated to always restock old styles because they're still selling and people yeah. still love them. And you get a little bit attached to them and you got to be able to just be like, all right, we're never selling this again. Or maybe it's five years from now, we'll re-release it. Yeah. And the, the, the OGs will remember it yep. when we restock it. You know what I mean? Something like that. And we're kind of shifting gears on that. Um, and we're realizing, okay, we can't like sustain this because next year I can't have 2,500 styles. And you know what I mean? It's just, so much. Um, <laughs> and you, you know, you look behind you, you can see <laughs> all the inventory. It's a lot. Yeah. If, for yeah. those that are not looking at this, there's probably boxes stacked 20 feet high for about 50 feet. So yeah. Yeah. So there's no shortage of stuff. We're, in there. we're, we're dug in for the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> if you can live on hoodies and sports bras, yeah. we're, we're if set. You, if you, if you guys, if, if joggers are going to save the world, you yeah. guys are good. Um, um, that's really so cool. I think that's the biggest thing we're, we're kind of working through right now is kind of uh, recalibrating our focus to um, be okay with doing a limited release and then and then moving on and yeah. just, you know uh, but it is hard because we we're like oh it's but it's so cool and like yeah. well, I think pe- right. well it's it's one of those it's probably like a little bit of a double edged sword because you know people have short attention spans so you ha- kind of constantly have to put something new in front of people's eyes or just like even if like you know who i mean obviously everybody knows who's crushing that like noble is a perfect example of that which is like when i look at that company i'm like talk about a company who basically made like three products Mm -hmm. and then just put different designs on the exact same three products and they're they're still doing that still doing it i'm like this is brilliant like i mean they just come it's like three pairs of shoes they have and they just put different prints on Mm -hmm. them so that's brilliant um last thing how hard was it to get the rest of the team to buy off on the jorts? Oh, <laughs> so it really—I didn't ask for any buy off. Uh, so honestly, that was a an idea that actually happened on deployment. We were just joking around, and we had some stretchy jeans, and one of the guys cut them, and we were like, "Oh, Barry, you should make those." And I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And I was like, "So just as a joke, I was like, all right, I'll make a hundred pairs." Um, and then I got a hundred pairs, and they sold out in like two hours. Like not even—it was, it was out of control. So then I bought like five hundred and. You know that so that has been an absolutely hilarious development, but they're actually for those that have them. Like I love working out in them because it's like oh, I got a team guy at my gym who wears them. I don't even know if he washes them. Like he just shows up in them every day. I'm yeah, like, How so many pairs it, of those it just have? feels like a really like awesome pair of compression shorts. Yeah. But you only have to wear those. Like yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> Typically, I wear compression shorts under my shorts, <laughs> yeah. but you're just you're almost you almost feel naked walking around the yeah. gym. Um, and then you know wearing them to the beach and to the tailgates and stuff because they're so stretch. I mean, it's. They're actually super comfortable. That's so awesome. th- while it started as a joke, um, functionality wise, they're actually awesome. Um, and then we have the camo ones coming out too. Uh, so we have like woodland and when desert. When does that drop? And, uh, next month. So okay. they're for pre order right now. They're supposed okay. to come in um, early May is the okay. delivery. So th- those will be out of control. Um, and we might even get into some more patterns. But uh, yeah, that has been <laughs> that's awesome. a random development that started literally as a joke and just kind of grew was, legs. And uh, that's amazing. Yeah. But that's how that's how some of the really cool products happen. They're like, yeah, we didn't. Uh, that actually wasn't how we were gonna do this whole thing. But then it just took off. So 100%. the yeah. uh, no, I have a. I was an ambassador for Lulu for a couple years, and every time we would do like an ambassador meeting, I'd be like, listen, 
I don't know why you guys won't listen to me, but you need to sell some fucking jeans. <laughs> like, you could take over the world if you guys would just sell jeans. Yeah, they and they're should. like, ah, well, it's not our thing. And I'm like, you're blowing it. I don't know what to tell you. So, um, <laughs> You're absolutely right. So uh, we'll kind of wrap this up, but just a little bit more details on the the – it's the – Community Coalition? Am I blown? Yeah, that? yeah. Okay. So, uh, just as far as like what Born Primitive is doing, it, it's fifty percent, and it's not limited to any products, right? Yep. So it's site wide. Site wide. Okay. Yeah, BornPrimitive.com. Just okay. our our main site. We have uh, yep. international sites, but yep. just just main BornPrimitive.com. It's for all affiliates in the U.S. and Canada. Um, but yeah, every gym has a custom promo code. You can search it on our website. Um, you just type in your name, and it'll, if you have a code, it'll pop up. If it's not there, you just submit an inquiry. We'll get back to you right away with your own code. You promote it to your gym, and from now until April 5th, um, if they use that code and, and make a purchase to get free shipping, at the very end of all this, we're going to run the numbers, mm-hmm. and you're going to get 50% of our profits from all those sales. So That's really cool. You know, that's a that's a big percentage. Um, you know, it's a bold move, and, you know, I was initially, I was like, maybe we'll do 20, maybe we'll do, and I was like, screw it, 50-50. That's a, that's a fair deal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when you go on a deal with a buddy, like, all right, bro, It's 50, probably 50. unfair to you well, guys, to be honest with you. Like, well, you know, at the end of the day. By the numbers. By, by the, the numbers. By, by the end, at the end of the day, that gym owner is getting the exact same thing I got. And I was like, you know what? I think that's a that's a fair deal, um, and, it's, and, it's, and it's aggressive. And uh, I'm really hoping at the end of this, man, we can we can be, you know, sending some, some pretty good side checks to these owners. And it really doesn't take that much sales to, for them to get a pretty good chunk back. Yeah. Um, so if they have a couple hundred members and everyone makes one purchase, like, man, that's that could be rent for a couple months maybe. I'm going to send out another couple emails. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, where can yeah. affiliates find the marketing material that you guys have generated? So we are going to start emailing that out oh, over the weekend. Okay. Um, we're probably going to go back through. And, and, and if, if they just found their code and they didn't reach out to us, they can – Hit us up at contact at bornprimitive.com and request those marketing materials, okay. and we'll reply back with it, um, Got it. real quick. So I'm going to go do that after we do yeah. it um, just because one of my members did it. Um, and then – so this is going to launch – this podcast is going to drop on the 28th, so that is what, like seven days? It's a full, yeah. week, full yep. week for people to get Still in Still plenty of time. So, but. You know, so gym owners, push it out to your members. Members, buy some shit. Everybody's, you know – sitting in their house doing nothing anyway. So uh, Corona will be over at some point, and then everybody's going to have fresh gear, and the gyms will still be open. Yeah, so. and like I said, go hit it up at O2 as well, you know, yep. so be hydrated at the same time. Yep. Um, they've been huge allies in this too. So, um, again, code the same code works for both sites, which okay. is really neat. That's it awesome. It really simple. Well, listen, brother, as an affiliate owner, thank you guys for what you do. I think this is just a really, really kick-ass idea. And uh, on behalf of all the affiliate owners and uh, and the coaches and athletes all over, um, thank you guys. This is really amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, appreciate you letting me come on the podcast. And, um, you know, from like I said earlier, you guys are the reason we exist. Our brand was born in this space. So I'm hoping it'll be something that moves the needle. And, you know, we, we'll get through this. We just yeah. got to stick together and help each other out. Cool. All right, brother. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback. We are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. 
feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.